Here at Fritzburg and Blood and Faith.com, it's uh, Monday, December 11th, 2023, and I did not get dressed up for this video. And no, I've never been in the Army, and uh, I'm not now either, so um, just a little caveat there. I was reading some old papers from my ancestors from the 1800s, and I have ancestors, well, all my ancestors are from Europe, obviously. But I have an ancestor also that grew up in Alaska. She grew up in Alaska in around 100 years ago. And she remembers no electricity, no indoor plumbing. Um, lamps, there's no electricity, no refrigeration. They would fish and can fish. They would make uh, smoked uh, venison jerky for the winter. Uh, and it was a very different life. And I, I, I think today about you know, how my own children grew up. I didn't grow up with, like that. I always fancied myself a, a hunter and a, a fisherman and somebody that spent time in Alaska on the boats and uh, certainly loved the outdoors and fires and building things. And always imagined myself being able to do that, but at an, at an advanced age now when one probably doesn't have the time or the luxury to do that. More than that, I was reading some even older papers about 200 years ago, men who founded the country and how they spoke, how they wrote, uh, and what they're willing to live for and die for. I don't, I don't know how many people are willing to die for anything today. I don't know. I don't know. I know uh, many soldiers that went to war, and they were willing to die, and they killed. Does that translate into something here at home? Does that translate to something domestically? I don't know. I know many people that were in my line of work, civilian line of work. <laughs> they won't. They don't even. They don't. They live for themselves, and they won't die for anything or anybody. And then I think about my younger relatives, my own children. Uh, uh, children of others, and and I don't get any sense in them that they have a sense of history, a sense of their own ancestral ancestral line. I don't get a sense that any of them are deep thinkers or deep readers. Nor can they really understand the age that they live in and what's going on around them. We we've come to the end of something. We've come to the end of something, and, and it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible ending. I don't know that the current generation, including my own generation, have the capacity. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the capacity to rebuild America. We don't. We have neither the education, nor the outlook, nor the temperament, nor the skills, nor the wisdom, nor the character to rebuild anything that looks like what our ancestors built here 200 years ago, 400 years ago. We do not have it. We don't have it. As far as making America, America great again, what made America great? It was a white and Christian people. It was a white and Christian people that were biblically literate, 
and lived by and large by the Ten Commandments. That's what made America great. It's not the number of trees out there in a forest. It's not the, it's not the uh, square footage of, of, of the plains. It's not the Mississippi River. It was a race of men and their wives and their children that made America great. That's gone. It's been, it's been destroyed on purpose. We know that. It's been destroyed on purpose. And the whites this morning, this whites today, they, is, there, is there a love of race? No, there's not. Is there a love of country? They don't have a country. They're citizens of the world. They've been completely atomized. They don't even know if they're men or women, many of them, which is telling. So here's what I'm trying to say. Whatever you think the future is, it's probably going to be a lot worse and it's probably going to last a lot long, longer. Are we going through another 30 years war? Is this going to be a 30 years war in North America or, or in Europe? The alternative to a 30-year war, a 30-year war was, I don't know, centuries ago, and it was a bloody, brutal, in a sense, civil war in Europe. It was, it was horrible. And it took 30 years to, 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 to shake through that and to figure out who was in charge and how to return to some kind of civility. And I say civility only in comparison to the brutality of that 30 years war. Is that what we're looking at in North America? In a way, that may be the best case scenario, because if these totalitarians have their way, that have already taken over North America, Canada, United States, they've already taken over. We live under a totalitarian system. If they have your way, they'll call us, they'll incarcerate us, they'll inject us with their poisons, as, and, and so we die off slowly. They'll run out our bank accounts because of our social credit score. We, we are looking at, we are in tyranny. We are, it's not coming, it's here. We're in tyranny. Do we have men willing to sacrifice their lives to stop that? <laughs> it's an open-ended question. I don't know the right answer to that. Do we have men wise enough to chart a course outside of that? I don't know the answer to that. A lot of us think we're smart. A lot of us think we have ideas. Where I come out on that is, is unless the preachers deeply, deeply turn around, there's no hope for this country. None. Unless the preachers deeply, deeply reject much of what they've been indoctrinated into, there's no hope for this country. Unless we wake up and see the deception of these man-made traditions that we've layered over the Word of God, there's no hope. There's no hope at all. Why, why would God save us if we reject His Word? And I don't even want to bring it up because you've heard me say it before, but once you run the Word of God through the filter, there ain't much left. Go to YouTube, type in sermons, and, and look at the names of the sermons that these pastors have. They're not even worth repeating. It's playtime at church. It's playtime. It's a junior uh, wives psychological club. It's silliness. Oh, how not to get your feelings hurt. And, and we're in a situation where literally the country's collapsed. It's not colla it's collapsed. We live under a totalitarian system. They could, you, you don't have any say in how you're ruled. They're making the decisions 
at the UN, they're making the decisions at the at COP 29 or whatever the thing is. They're making the decisions at the World Economic Forum. You're not even consulted. You're simply the recipient of what they've decided. That's where they're shutting down coal plants in North America. That's why they're going to electric vehicles. That's why that's why they're they're doing every that's why they mandated their their poisonous vax mandate. They don't ask your opinion. They don't need your opinion. They already have control. And what does the church do? What do the pastors do? 15 reasons why the rapture will occur next year. And, and, and do I make, mean to make fun of them? Yeah, I do. You got, guys, we've become worthless. Collectively, we've become worthless. We're not any good. We're not serious people. I had the privilege of finding an old book on one of my shelves. It's, it's Dr. Martin Luther's abridged catechism. The shortened version of his cat. What's catechism? It's the, the teachings, the uh, doctrinal teachings of, of the Christian faith by Martin Luther. Do, ha, do, do kids know who Martin Luther is? Do your children know who Martin Luther is? Do you know who Martin Luther was? Protestant Reformation, 1517. Luther's 95 Theses. Nail him to the church door, cathedral door. At Wittenberg. Challenging the teachings of the established church. Do you even know who that is? And I read this book and it was it was meaningful to me. Short book, very deep, very meaningfully to me. And our kids are 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 even people my age. They've never read that. They're never going to read it. They know it's on YouTube. They know it's on TikTok. They know it's on. What's the latest thing? My kids set it up for me. It's very addictive. I don't know, one of these social media things. You, you got these little short videos. and Do we read? We're not a serious people. We don't read. Nobody reads. Do the preachers read the Bible anymore? Maybe for a sermon here or there. Let's get a safe sermon, something that nobody's going to get offended by. It, we've reached a stage where whatever was good and great about a white and Christian race in America has been destroyed. And whites largely are self-hating, and Christians are utterly apologetic about Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Utterly apologetic. <gasps> we would never want to impose our morality on you. Oh, no, 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 don't take it that way. Please, no. God just loves you and forgives you, and we want you to know that, and, and so you can accept Him. Those are not the kind of things that are going to build a civilization. Those are not the kind of things that are going to preserve the white race. Even saying this is going to offend untold number of whites and Christians. The heart of what America great was a race and a faith. It was blood and it was faith. It was blood and it was faith. It was blood and it was faith. It was the Englishman and the Scotsman and these Northern Europeans and their faith in Jesus Christ made them strong. That's what made America what America became. Wasn't the, wasn't your diversity? All these are lies. Lies of the Jews and their allies. And I don't, I don't sense any 
yearning or bravery on, on, on the heart of the church or the pastors to embrace ourselves as a white race or embrace the, the very words that Jesus Christ spoke about who the enemy is, about the fact that a nation is a bloodline. It's not some amalgamation of various peoples. Jesus Christ rejected Babel, utterly rejected it went out of his way to personally confront and destroy Babel. And, and the church is fine with it. Oh, we want, we want to be diverse and, and multicultural and inclusive. There's nothing biblical about that. There's nothing biblical. And, and I know you're going to try out your scriptures. Spare me. Sa save your time. I've talked about them ad nauseum. It wasn't a diverse and multicultural uh, group of people that... that, that created Christendom. And I don't want to hear about the West anymore. Don't talk to me about the West. D don't mention the word Judeo-Christian to me ever. That's Antichrist Christianity. What made Christendom was blood and faith. What made Christendom was blood and faith. Our ancestors, our racial line, and our loyalty. Our loyalty to a monarch, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. That word scares people. It bothers people. It gets down under their skin. It bothers them. It, it, it's, they, they, they get nervous. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear it. I got interviewed by law enforcement officers a couple years back. I was under suspicion of <laughs> quoting Jesus Christ, apparently. <laughs> Oh, I like to say that with Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they couldn't repeat it back. They had to use the initials JC. So I'm I'm not hopeful. I, I guess I, I guess this goes to what I said maybe a few podcasts ago. I, I said, look, I, I can see a glorious white and Christian future. I really can't. I, I can see it. It, it, it it's explosive. But let me tell you something, you're going to pay for it. And you may not see the other side. You may not see it. I doubt I will. We may not see the other side. If this is not a two-year thing or a four-year thing or a 10-year thing, this is the 30-year war. It's a 30-years war. And we're going to have to take this thing called modern Judeo-Christianity and flush it down the toilet, burn it, throw it on the trash heap of history and burn it. The, the, the modern evangelical church has gone the way of the Jew. They said, well, you know what? We, we like the Bible as long as not, and they, and they run it through the filter. Racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic. And what's left is, ain't nothing there. Nothing worth saving. Oh, but people get born again. Yeah. Well, how about if you have a Christian nation, a Christian state, a Christian society, where the Ten Commandments are on the wall of every grade school children, and they, they learn the Bible as part of their education, and then see what kind of harvest you get. But no, you didn't want that. You didn't want that because it was too hard. You had to fight. You had to fight the Jews. You wanted to side with the Jews. And so now you get trainees in grade school. I cannot underexpress our utter defeat as a white and Christian race. I cannot express it. And our defeat is led by the pastors in the pulpits. You won't even acknowledge that you're white. It's the fifth commandment, man. It's the fifth commandment. Honor your ancestors. 
Oh, I want a diverse and multicultural church. And you try to add a scripture here, you try to add a scripture there. And you ignore the fact that God organizes nations along bloodlines. And I've talked at length about the special place that Europeans have. I got more to say about that. I got a lot more to say about that. No, not an encouraging word. But we're going to have to think deep, 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 deep. And, and, and we're going to have to raise up men that are willing to do what our ancestors did. Whether they're our ancestors at the Battle of Tours, fighting off the African and the Muslim, whether it was our ancestors in, in, in Eastern Europe, Austria, fighting against the Mongolian Mongol hordes coming in, whether it was our ancestors building a new Christian civilization in North America. We want a, a YouTube experience. We want an Instagram experience. We want, a, a, you know, I don't know, Tickle Me Elmo experience. And it's going to be blood, baby, I'm telling you. And I also tell you, it's got to start in the pulpits. Because men who are not willing to give their lives cannot build anything. You can't. The men in the book of Acts and in the Gospels were willing to give their lives. No questions about it. They went through a thing or two. Peter went through a thing or two. Some were traitors. Many Christian pastors have joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariot. But they're not the ones who are going to win. We're going to win. But we're going to have to ditch whatever Judeo-Christian culture we inherited from our predecessors. We're going to have to flush it and go back and dig and dig and dig into Genesis and say, and say we want to build Christian nations, Christian nation states, Christian ethno states. And I'm particularly anxious to build white and Christian ethno states. Unapologetically. Don't, don't, nope, not, not going to apologize. Oh, 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 but, 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 no, 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 uh-uh done we've we've gone the way of the world trying to build this modern babel and you end up in tyranny with the jews running it that's the story of the book of esther you gotta harden up pastor you gotta get over the idea that oh somebody might call me racist or anti-semitic jesus christ said hey dude you want to follow me <laughs> they call me beelzebub what do you think they're going to call you stop right there don't pass go until you deal with that fritz Berger. Bloodandfaith.com.